0: If you want to experience moments of joy, excitement, Yahoo! and satisfaction, visit the Honda Summer Spectacular event, where well qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2018 Honda CRV LX, part of KBB.com's 2018 Best Overall Brand. Yahoo! You've just entered car buying bliss. See dealer for financing details based on 2018 branded majors from Kelly Blue Book. Visit KBB.com for information. Yeah! Welcome back to the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. It is Sunday, July 22nd, 2018. Boy, we're at the halfway point of the summer. It's It's been flying by this year. Here in New York, we had a really cold, cold winter. I mean, not a lot of snow like normally, but it was just really cold out and it kind of continued right through May. We don't really have much of a spring, so uh trying to soak in all the good weather while we can. But this week has been kind of crappy here, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's been raining out for the last two days, and we've got a week more of it here. But it's warm, dry, in the studio, and we got a great show for everybody tonight. John Macko a Fifth Angel is our guest. We'll be talking to John in about an hour. The band has a brand new record coming out this September the 1st and probably close to two and a half decades. So being such a big fan of the band, I am excited to get that record. And we'll talk to John all about that, what's happening with the band, and everything else Fifth Angel related. Right there, Obsession, Connecticut's finest. I'm dying for a new record by that band. And it would be great if they could kind of get that classic lineup back together. You know, Mike Viscara's had the band going on and off, you know, since they broke up back in the, in, in the early days, in the 80s, uh, with some original members, with all new members. Uh, he's mostly concentrated on his uh, solo stuff uh, since that time. Uh, but they did do a fundraise, and there was supposed to be a new Obsession record coming out. Just haven't heard anything about it in a very long time. And if it does, I hope they can kind of recreate that magic from back in the day. Those first two or three records were just incredible, especially the EP. All right, let's keep jumping on to the music here. We got a few new things to get to tonight. Maybe we'll start out with uh, some of that. A Sound of Thumb that has a brand new record out. This is It Was Metal. I tell you, I love Destructor. What a killer band out of Ohio. We had Dave Overkill on the show a while back, and I was lucky enough to see them at the last Defenders of all Festival from about two years ago or so, first time I got to see them live. I know they were in the New York area, I think, once, maybe twice before that, but I really never got to see them. And they just tear it apart live. To me, one of the most underrated bands out there. They consistently put out good records. I mean, ever since getting back together around, I think it was 99 was the last time. They tried once before in the mid-90s, but I think it was around 99-2000 is when they kind of officially uh, reunited. They've put out Incredible records. That was Forever in Leather. That's the title track of the record from 2007. Kind of the first full-length record since getting back together. They've had a few live records out. Back in Bondage came out in 2016, which was, I believe, their second record, which really never came out back in the day. It was remastered and put out again. And then Decibel Casualties. Uh, From last year, another killer album And Dave's got another band going on At this time called Volga Devils They just released their debut record On Pure Steel Records about a year ago And that's another solid act I mean, not as heavy as Destructor More rock, but just hard, hard rock And it's just a great sounding group Absolutely love everything that he does All right, we're going to keep the music flowing here How about some Exodus? And then there were none (laughs) takashi with kill or be killed like those guys i I know they re-released the album a while ago we had the band on the show here i haven't records put that out uh maybe uh who knows maybe they'll get back together and do something you know original i know the singer danny santa he's got a big company right now where he manages and does other bands with tours and stuff like that so i don't think he would be involved in it uh and his voice kind of defined that band so who knows we'll see what happens all right, we're going to get to John in about a half hour. We'll get that 15th interview going. Uh, we'll play as much music as we can between now and then. Herr Udo, he has a brand new record coming out on the Udio Band. He's been out there for the last two, maybe, if, I guess, it's probably close to three years doing the Dirk Schneider thing. He's been doing the All Except show. Uh, came, uh, came here to the stage twice on that tour. Saw him the second time around a few months back, uh, close to the beginning of the year. He looked and sounded great. I mean, you know, on stage, Udo was always a great frontman. Not a lot of BS in between songs. He just gets out there and just, just banging them out one song after the other. Never did a lot of talking in between the songs, even back in the early days of Accept. We figured back then because, you know, he had a limited use of the English language, so it was mostly yelling and grunting. But, you know, we've had Udo on the show many times before. He will be on here, I believe, Next month, I'm not sure, because we only have two live shows in August. I have my daughter's wedding on the 12th, so we won't be live that night. And I'm on vacation the last week of August, going into the first week of September, so we won't have two shows then. So I don't know when we're going to squeeze them in. We might have to play it when I get back. I'm not sure when the dates are, but Udo and Odoro on the show next month. Both of them have brand-new records out. The Germans are coming, my friend, and they're bringing the killer heavy metal with them. Here's brand-new Udo. The album of Steel Factory comes out September. His Tongue Reaper. Dio, we rock. He's been dead for many years, and yet his ex-band members are still out there doing his stuff and fighting about it. All these different camps. Greg Goldie uh, criticizing, I guess, Vivian Campbell's band, Last in Line, saying that like what they're doing now, you know, it pales in comparison to the first three Dio records that they were part of and recorded back in the day. And, I mean I, I do agree. I didn't care for that last last in line record. Well, it was the first rec I didn't care for it all. And I'm sure I won't care for the next one. Uh Vivian Campbell, great guitar player. But not the same guitar player he was 35 years ago. Not the same songwriter he was. I think being a Def Leppard probably killed that from him. He was one of these progressive guys who thinks that you, know, like, you have to be new and modern. And when you try to recreate that classic sound, it just doesn't work for some people. But, you know, Dio Disciples are no better. They're out there playing under the Ronnie banner, under Wendy managing them. And, you know, <laughs> Ronnie's long gone. They're still doing it now. They're putting out an album of original material. Greg Goldie, one of the nicest guys in the world. We've had him on the show before. Uh, I've spoken to him many times. A, a sweetheart of a guy, he really is. And he had a lot of songs that were written, uh, you know, from the time when Ronnie was still around. They're probably going to go on a new record. And I guess they just want to get them out there. And I, and I do get that. But you know, when you use the name Dio Disciples, you're using it to live off the legacy of Ronnie, just the way Wright Five lives off the legacy of Mark Rielli and Wright. And you know, Vinnie really Kim wanted to make a band with uh when Jimmy Bain was alive and with uh, Vinnie Appice seen them. Uh, They could have Gave it a different name And went out there And did their own thing But they kind of Used the title Last in Line" Based on the deal Something to associate Themselves with that Everybody seems to be Afraid to go out there And try to do things On their own today These are all established I mean for Christ's sake Vivian Campbell's In Def Leppard He's been in Def Leppard For a very long time I know he's not An original member Of the band But he's been there For a really long time Steve Clark has been Dead for a while Like over 20 something years He's been in the band Since then And Def Leppard Played pretty big places They go out there And tour all the time They're still putting out new music whether we like it or not that's what they do i mean these are people with name recognition if they can't put a band together and draw a crowd based on who they are and what they are without having to rely on using ronnie james deal's name or something associated with the Dio camp the same thing with the Dio disciples then there's something wrong i mean i do understand you know these guys they got in this and this is what they do for a living these aren't guys who are in local bands who Have jobs and they make the band their secondary thing. They play when they can. They go out when they can. This is what they do for a living. This is how they earn their money. This is what they do. I mean, I'm sure some of them have side things going on, but this is how they make their bread and butter. And I get it, you know, where you can't just say, well, don't use Ronnie's name, go out on your own, and maybe you won't make any money. But if you use the name, you know you're going to have steady gigs going because people want to come see you, and you're going to make some money. So I do understand that, But uh, as a fan, it, it does kind of irritate me and bother me a little bit. I know, I know it sounds silly. It's old stuff, but it just does. All right. How about we do a little heretic? Time runs short. God, Warriors of Ice. Like John said in the chat room, this was a great record. I mean, the band actually became more popular than they were after this record came out with the following albums, but I just really wasn't into them. It it just didn't sound like Voivod to me. And what they're doing today doesn't even remotely come close to the Voivod sound. I know a lot of the members are gone now, you know, but it just, it's not jiving with me. Last good Voivod record back then. All right, let me see. We're going to give John a call in about 10 minutes or so. So we'll play one more tune, and then we'll jump into some Fifth Angel. Then we'll get John on the line, and we'll talk all about the band and what's going on with them today. How about we go back to that great Megaforce sampler? His Tortured Dog, Witch Hunter. Angel, we're going to get John in the line right now. That was, call out the warning. Let's give John Mack we'll call and find out what's happening with the band today. Bear with me a second while we dial these numbers. You know, getting old is horrible. i got to take off my glasses now. <laughs> I put the numbers in the dial. Alright, here we go. Hey, Mike. Hey, John. How are you? It's been a while, my friend.
1: Yeah, is it has. It has. Was was it this past January or was it the year before?
0: I think it was like three years ago. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Okay. It was kind of a downtime for the band. Um.
1: Okay. I, I I was for some reason I was thinking it was only like a year ago. Um. But a, anyway. Um. Anyway, I'm here. Um. Are, are we live yet?
0: You're live on the air as we speak. Okay, all right, well, then i better watch what I say, right? <laughs> nah, you can curse if you want to. It's it today. you can say anything you want to say okay
1: anyway yeah, um soon, okay anyway i I'm doing great um and looking forward to uh you know talking about the um about the new record and i i uh, oh, I, I, whatever, I can't whatever, believe it, John. you got.
0: You got. I mean, I, we just played a song off the first record, and we'll get to the time will tell right after the interview. But I'm like, time will tell. 1989. It's almost 30 years, and we're going to actually get new music by Fifth Angel. It's incredible.
1: It, yeah, I'm as surprised as you are.
0: <laughs> is, it, is
1: it 30 years? Is it?
0: That 30 Almost years? Almost ne- next year in wow. 2019. It'll be 30 years since the last record. And now, I mean, the third secret, I-, I know it's already recorded. It's getting ready to come out in about another month and a half or so. I mean, h- how was it getting back together with everybody, putting out this album? I mean, was there an attempt to like maybe try to recreate the sound from the past or the, you know, the classic Fifth Angel sound, or did 30 years of musical influence between everybody kind of come into play and, and create maybe a-, a new sounding band?
1: Uh well well that that I mean that that that's a complex uh, question um so I I guess let me let me start maybe like uh you know how how this kind of came about which sure. which was yeah so so basically how this kind of really came about. Um, now back in 2010 and I know we've, I know we did an interview since 2010. Um, You know, we, you know, of course, 2010, we, we went over to Germany we played the keep it true festival and that worked out really good. Um, After that, we, you know, we kind of tried to make things work. um, And for one reason or another, just, just, Things just didn't work out, you know. It just it was one thing, and after another, um, and uh, and then we just kind of, I think we kind of just threw the towel in a little bit, maybe you know, two or three years ago, um, and then actually it was really our our original drummer Ken Mary that kind of really got the whole thing. Back into gear so to speak uh ken had called me um well probably probably maybe about two years ago ken called me and he was out on tour and he he it's funny because he'd be out on tour i forget who he was out with i think he was out with flotsam and he he would be getting a lot of people that would be coming up and asking him to sign fifth angel records. Um, so he, he called me and he said, Hey, you know, let's, I know you guys um, have, have tried to get things going and it hasn't worked out, but let's maybe try this again. And I'm like, oh, sure, whatever, you know? So um, we, we contact, you know, I, I talked to Kendall and I talked to, to Ed and, we're like, sure, you know, we're, we're up for doing something. And, um, and then Oliver, uh, West, uh, I can't pronounce his name, but uh, anyway, Oliver, who's the promoter for the Keep It True Festival, he kind of got wind of it. And, and then he said, well, hey, you know, would you guys like to play the Keep It True Festival in 2017 again? And we're like, Sure. So that's what really kind of got the ball rolling. Um, we played the show and, and it was great. Pretty much we, we played the show with the same lineup and, uh, and there was at, at, at that festival, there was an A&R guy from nuclear blast. Uh, his name is Yop uh, walkmaker and he came up to me and talked to me, and he was also talking to Kendall. Kendall had some demos on his iPad or, his, or on his on his phone or whatever, and he played some of the some of his uh, Fifth Angel demos, and Yop loved it. And he was like, "Hey, guys, let's you know we're we're big fans of the of the band." He said that him and his boss, the head of A&R at uh, Nuclear Blast, have been fans of the band for 25 years. And they wanted, it's like, let's do a new record, right? And we're kind of like, okay. He said, he gave me his card. He said, send me some demos. Um, So that's really how kind of the ball started. Um, We, you know, we did some demos and sent it to them, and they sent us a, a record contract.
0: <laughs> nice. It doesn't get better than that. I mean, like like John, like I said, over the years you have tried, you know, multiple times to get, you know, some sort of lineup together to go out and play again, and I guess record. Did you feel comfortable this time that it was this was it? It was meant to be this time that you know all the all the everything was in the right place and it was going to happen, and maybe kind of stay this way.
1: I mean, Mike, not. Not really, because uh, you, know, we, um, we, we kinda, you know we we kind of you know we we kind of we didn't really know how this was going to work out, um, especially because you know we didn't have all the original members. Um, Ed Archer left the band, which we didn't expect uh, due to you know personal reasons. So it it really kind of left the three of us, and we really didn't know how that was going to work. We just knew that we wanted to give it a shot, and we were going to try to make the best record that we could with the resources that we had. so, so we, when we went into when we were doing this the you know the the uh, demo process we, we were like I, I don't know how is this going to work and you know how is this going to work with with, with uh, Kendall and how is this going to work with the songwriting so honestly like, it was it was really kind of a um a, a surprise that, that everything came together.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess a lot is on Kendall right now, because he also took over the vocals in the band, which I thought was a great move on my part. You know, I know you had a couple of different singers come in fill in throughout the years when you needed them. Ted, I guess Ted's a done deal. Like, he's not into it anymore. He doesn't want to be part of the music scene. And I thought having at least Kendall doing the vocals, keeping it to that classic lineup, I thought that was a really good move. Did, did it surprise you how it worked out with Kendall singing too?
1: Um, it, it, it was really kind of a surprise. Um and and just just to you know a little more information on that because I know that you know we we were using Peter O'Ruillian um, for the live shows and Peter did a great job you know he he, he the fans loved him he did a great job um, at, at in in 2010 and 2017 um, so when we kind of so when we went into the demo process, we were actually planning on using Peter. Um, but unfortunately, um, and, and, this, and nothing against Peter or, or his skills or anything, but it, it was just one of those things that when we started, uh, you know, doing the demos, we realized quickly that his voice just wasn't the right fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing about, about vocals. It, it, it's not like instruments, you know, where you know you play an instrument and it's kind of, you know, and it's there. Uh, with with vocals, vocals are a very funny thing because, uh, you, you know, you've you got a guy that, that, that sings live and he sounds great, but then um, recorded – you know, the human voice can sound totally different. And it's not that, that what he did on the demos was not good. It's just that it just didn't quite have the right sound. It, it wasn't the right fit. And, yeah. you know, what do you do about it? I mean, there's nothing that you can do. Um, and it's kind of like, it, it, it's, you know, the voice is either a, 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 the right fit, a good fit, or it's not. And it, and it doesn't have anything to do with his talent or his skills or anything like that, but it just, it it just wasn't right. And we knew that, that for the fans, that, that, that probably wasn't going to work. So, uh, you know, so, and and Peter's such a great guy. He's like, Hey, I understand. I'm just going to bow out, you know, I'm just, you know, and he stepped out of the picture. So then it was kind of like, okay, now what are we (laughs) going to do? You know, uh, and I've always kept in touch with Ted. And matter of fact, I even saw Ted when we were in Seattle. And I had asked him. He came out to our show that we that we play. We did a warm up show at a club before yeah. we headed out to Europe. And Ted came out. And and Ted said, he goes honestly. I, I asked him. I said, are you are you singing? What you know? He goes. He goes honestly. He goes. I haven't sang in years. He goes. Even if I wanted to. He goes, I don't think I could do it. So that, that's the other thing I want. I want fans to know that it, it, it's not like we haven't tried. You know, we have tried many, many times. And I talk to Ted all the time, and he. It's just. It's just not something that he really wants to. Excuse me. Wants to do, or um, feels that he is able to do. So it's kind of a moot point. Um, but anyway, yeah. getting back to Ken getting back to, so here we are in the situation where um, we don't have a singer. And and then it was actually Ken's idea. He's like, well, what about Kendall? And I'm like, um, sure. Well, you know, at this point, what do we got to lose? So uh, Kendall started singing on the demos. And I've heard Kendall sing before, and, and I've always thought he had a great voice. But honestly, I never really thought – he had a great voice for fifth angel until he started doing some of the demos and he sent those over. And I was, I was, I was really blown away. I really was. Um, and I was, and I think people are going to be really pleasantly surprised at, at how good he really, he really is a, a, a tremendous singer. Now he doesn't sound like Ted, but then again, nobody is going to sound like Ted. And, and, and that's just, a fact of life and we just have to kind of deal with it and move on.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think today it's much easier. Like if you go back to the eighties and you replace the least singer in a band, whether it was an up and coming band, getting attention or an established act, it was a tricky thing. It worked for ACDC. It worked for Iron Maiden. It didn't work for a lot of other bands, but I think today, you know, 25, 30 years out, after going through everything metal went through, you know, the ups and downs, disappearing for a long time, coming back, fans are so happy to see the bands that they love and hear the music that they created. They're more open, I think, and more willing to accept, you know, new singers coming in, and they're fine with that. I mean, you always have those diehards, like, if it isn't Ted Powell, it's not Fifth Angel to me. But then you have people that are so willing to just hear these songs live. As long, like I said, as long as you got the voice that fits the band, people are willing to go along with it today.
1: Uh, I, I hope so, Mike,
0: um, because because that's really going to be
1: that's really the big question. Is you know, um, are are fans going to accept Kendall as the singer? You know, is that is that going to work for them? And I don't know. I mean, we, we don't know. Um, I, 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 all I can tell you is that we made a great record, and. When I listen to this new record and I, and I compare it to the past two, it, in my mind, it absolutely stands with, the, with both of them.
0: That's impressive. I'm sure. I mean, was there a song released off this yet somewhere? Because I see a lot of people talking about the new Fifth Angel song, and I can't seem to find it anywhere. Was it, was it released um, somewhere or, or sampled somewhere? It,
1: yeah, it, it was what what uh, nuclear blast what they did was they um they did uh I forget the name of the magazine but there's a magazine in Europe. I mean it's an actual not an online magazine but an actual magazine that that people subscribe to, to over there. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, old school. And what they did was they um they did like a little uh pressing. Um Uh, like a sample kind of like, 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 you know, back in the old days, remember, you know, they used to do that. where they take a, like, like a flexi. Yeah. A um, flexi disc. Yeah. Flexi disc, you know, with, with maybe four or five um, different artists, you know, like one song from, from different artists. So that's what they did. And it was, and I think it was all nuclear blast um, artists. Um, And there was one song, that is on that flexi disc and that is uh, a song called can you hear me so but that's as far as i know that is the only release and then that was only obviously to the people who subscribed to that magazine
0: yeah because i'm hearing a lot of people i've heard nothing but good things about it so people you know that have heard it are really digging it and that's a good thing and you know, when it comes out in September, I think a lot of people are going to be into this because they've been waiting a long time for Fifth Angel putting new music out, and I think they'll be happy with it. As far as the lineup goes, the three—Are you going to look for a second guitar player, or do you think it's just going to keep it as a three-piece?
1: No, 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 no. We have to. We, we, We're—I mean, if we're going to go out and play, we're going to have to hire. So um, yeah, if there's any, um, uh, it hasn't been completely determined yet, yeah, but we're going to be high. We're going to need to hire at least one, probably two guitar players. So if there's yeah. any guitar players out there that, uh, um, uh, you know, that, that are interested and are fans of the band, by all means. Um, I mean, we haven't really made a, a an announcement yet. Um, you know, because, you know, things are still a little early. Um, but, uh, if we're going to be going out playing next year in in 2019, we'll definitely have to hire some people.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. So, I mean, if it doesn't work out and, you know, the lineup is stabilized and I think it's looking pretty good right now, I know this album is going to do well. I can just feel it. You plan on taking this as far as you can now, keeping it going, more recordings, more music, more touring? Is that, is that possible for everybody involved? Yeah,
1: um, yeah as long as the uh, interest is there, Mike. Um, you know, we, 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 we don't really know how, you know, we, we all love this record, and we all really feel that it's a tremendous effort. We, we feel it's a killer album, but we're not going to make the assumption that everybody else is going to think that as well. So, you know, we're not, um, you know, we're not getting our hopes up at this point. We're, we're just, you know, we're going to release it and see what happens. But um, if we get a good response, by all means, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll do more music, but it's That's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see how this record does. I mean, I, I guess if everybody hates it, and it's a flop, then we won't do anything, but uh, (laughs) you know, hopefully that that's not what's going to happen. Uh, But you never know. I, I don't know. Um, I, I just know that we made the best record that we could with, with the resources that we had and what we definitely tried to, from you know the old Influences I, I, I'll say That this record is definitely Heavier than time will tell This record is going to be more Like the first record um, there, there really Isn't any of those kind of Pop metal type of songs On this record like uh, Midnight Love or Feel the Heat we, there's, we don't really have Any songs like that um, So it's definitely heavier it's definitely darker, um, but the we've done the best we could to, you know, to to stay true to the style, um, but with modern production, and that's exactly what the label wanted. So the production is very modern. It's it's pretty heavy. It's pretty big.
0: I'm sure it's going to sound great, John. I'm not even worried about that. And like you were just saying about Time Will Tell, it's, it's it's a lot heavier than that record. That was the band's first record when I when got signed to Epic Records, I believe, back in the day. The one before that, I think you guys, it was kind of done on, you know, it was self done, the first record. Uh, it was being signed to a major label back then, kind of influencing the band to go in a more commercial sounding direction because it was the late 80s. Things were, you know, I mean, metal was at its, at its pinnacle at that time still. And, you know, labels wanted to push bands as hard and as far as they can and become more commercialized, or was the band just kind of changing on its own over the years?
1: No, that that was a label thing. It it, it really was. Um, yeah, yeah, that was that was the the, the peak of you know White Snake, and um, I, I honestly, I think, I'm trying to remember, I, I I think that some of the guys in the band wanted the second record to be heavier or as heavy as the first record and the label you know they yeah they're they're like pushing for a hit you know get you know give us a mtv hit and that that's what kind of um sparked some of those
0: songs yeah You know, Um, like you you said, you you know, you're a young band, you get signed to a major label. That's a big thing for, you know, for any band. That's what you kind of strive for because, you know, that's where the money comes from, the backing comes from, the recognition comes from. But do you kind of feel helpless where you feel like you have to kind of go along with what they want because they kind of hold all the cards? Or is it easier to stand up for yourself and say, no, this isn't who we are, we're not doing it? It it sounds easy when you say it now, but back then when you were a young band looking to, you know, further your career – do you kind of just have to go along with what they want?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and that was always kind of the, um, you know, the big complaint with record labels back in those days. But, you know, but they were also paying the bills, you know, <laughs> Mike. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was able to make a living playing music. I, I didn't have to have a day job back then. So, I don't know, you know Of course, nowadays uh, That's all gone And, uh, you know, pretty much You know, most musicians You know, have to have day jobs Unless they're out on the road 300 days a week
0: True, true I mean, if you go back to the early days Of, you know, metal, metal scene starting out, the late 70s, going into the early 80s I mean, you know, I, I grew up in the 70s, you know, starting out with Kiss and bands like that, and then it progressively turned into a different scene. You know, the New Wave of British Heavy Metal came around. We had scene starting over here. I mean, but I never thought it would have took off and became a commercialized type of music where you could make a living doing it, where bands could play coliseums and Madison Square Garden and places like that. I always thought it would have been underground. Did you see a time where you say, you know what, this thing is going to explode and it's gonna become humongous, did you ever see that, or did it just kind of creep up on all the musicians back then um
1: no i I really didn't um i honestly mike i, I don't really know <laughs> I'm not sure how yeah. to answer that question um that that just kind of in the um in the mid to late eighties that just seemed like that's how it was you know band bands were Doing really well, and they're making a lot of money, um, and of course, all of that's changed now.
0: True, it's it's a whole different uh, business thing right now. But I mean, you know, the the ba the bank came out of, I mean, I, I think of that whole area. There was such a great scene going on up there. I mean so many killer bands came out of the area from Queensrike, you know, Metal Church. Washington was, was a was was a happening place. Uh was at least as a fan, looking at all the bands that came out of that area. And then you have this uh, Fifth Angel T K O, you know, Q five connection. You know, a lot of those members were kind of interchangeable yeah. over the years. Like throughout those three bands, they were like all interchangeable at one point or another.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's funny. Um you know the yeah, Seattle is. Seattle has always had a great music um, music scene. I'm not really sure. You know, I haven't lived there in a in a long time. Not really sure what it's like now. Um, but I'm sure it's probably not any different. Um, uh, I, I don't really know. I don't really know what bands or new bands are coming out of Seattle. Do you? Have you? Have you heard of any?
0: There, there's a few here and there. This is great band called uh leather bitch i mean they really bring back that classic 80s sound but like in a a more modern way uh young band but like i see how hard they work in bands like that and you can't help but feel like it's such a difficult business to break into now especially if you're doing it for fun it's a great thing but to actually kind of make a living off it today it just seems almost impossible for any new young band to kind of break in and make it
1: oh yeah I, i i feel for the young bands um my daughter Madison is actually um she's a bass player um and she's actually really really good. She is in uh two of the top local bands in Orlando. Um one of them's a real they're called Kill the Sound. Um I mean they're really good, Mike. I mean they're yeah. they're really at a pro level and wow. they they you know, it's almost impossible, you know you know, for them to get a break. And, um, you know, they, you know, they do all these shows. They, they, they do openers for, you know, you know, for world-class bands. They play the hard rock, they play house of blues and it's just, it's like they just can't seem to get anywhere and, and it's impossible. Um, and I think it's that way, um, all, all around. And, um, you know, so I, 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 I'm really lucky. I'm, you know, we're fortunate, but of course, you know, we're, we're in a, you know, fifth angel is obviously in a, in a completely different position than these young bands, um, especially, you know, to a, uh, to a label, you know, it's, you know, fifth angel is going to be attractive to a label because we already have a following worldwide. Sure. You know what I mean? It's kind of, yeah. kind of a no brainer. Um you know, as long as we give them, you know, some new music that's good, which of course we have done, but yeah, for, for a new band, I don't know how, I really don't know how they're doing it or, or how they're going to do it.
0: Yeah. It's kind of heartbreaking in a way to me, because I say to myself, you know, when all of us, our time is gone here, we can't just do it anymore. Where's like the next generation of good music coming from? Who's going to fill in, you know, when AC/DC packing in, or and Judas Priest packing in, and Fifth Angel packing in, who who's going to be up, to, you know, up to doing it? Uh, you know, it it it's kind of heartbreaking in a way.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, the, the other thing too, and this is my own personal uh, opinion, is that for me the biggest problem that I that that you know with new music is there just seems to be a lack of good songwriting. Uh, you know, you have, you know, you have musicians out there that, that, that can play unbelievably, you know, you got 10 year old kids that can play Eddie Van Halen's eruption, you know, in, in their bedroom um, and, and, and these young kids that can shred and, and do amazing, you know, play circles around me, but can they write a song? You know, can they write a good song? I I, I don't really hear, and, and that goes with, with bands not only from my era, but I think from new bands is just the lack of good songwriting just seems to be missing in this business.
0: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you anymore. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, you'll have, you know, like you said, you'll have these most the most talented musicians you can think of on their instrument but you know it's different when you're and you have guys that maybe aren't so don't play the bass so well don't play the guitar so well but they're just incredible songwriters i mean i remember people used to talk about how nikki six was like one of the worst bass plays in, in, in metal but yet the guy was in, in my opinion an amazing songwriter he wrote great catchy songs and that to me was who, the most who, important would you say
1: nikki would you say
0: nikki yeah, six nikki six oh yeah he's People, yeah who's a,
1: a yeah he's an amazing songwriter yeah and and that that's what made Motley crew great, is, yep is he wrote that he wrote great songs and and I think that that was that was the one thing that the the eighties that we had is we had great we had band we had great bands that wrote great songs and and that's what has lived on um but i just don't see a whole lot of you know recently i just don't see a whole lot of great songwriting happening um now, now i think the new priest is uh the new priest album has got some really really good songs yeah um uh you know the, the, they're definitely you know you know keeping with it but I don't know. I'm I'm not sure who else is, um, you know, doing really good songwriting. I mean, you, have you heard anybody?
0: I mean, I mean, there are a lot of underground bands that came out of the 80s, like, you know, like the local scenes who are still putting out records today. And, and they still keep writing great songs, I mean, catchy songs. They don't get the attention because they weren't, you know, like, big artists. But, like, I'll see so many bands that are putting out records. I'm like, what happened to this band? This is like the catchiest songs in the world with hooks and melodies and and great lines. And, like, you know, I think sometimes they don't want to be associated with the way they were in the past, so they try to be so different and go off on such a tangent that they just, they have the ability and, you know, they can write it. They just want to be different. But I listen, like, this isn't the band that I loved, like, from 25 years ago. And I'm not expecting you to sound the exact same, but, I mean, you know, you can write good songs. Why aren't you doing it? And I don't know if it's just yeah, maybe I, I feel know. like they're burnt out. I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I think a lot of guys are burned out that have been doing it for a long time. Uh, and I, I can see that, you know. Um, that's one of the – now, it's one of the cool things about Fifth Angel is that we're not burned out, you know, because because we, we haven't been doing this nonstop for the past 25 or 30 years. Sure. Um so I, I I think that there's there was a lot of really good fresh ideas and um and what and what's really amazing what what that um kind of going with with the story I was telling you earlier um when this whole thing kind of came together um you know now originally you know the song. Right, the main songwriting team was Ted Pilot and Ed Archer, and uh, and James. Um, and then on the time will tell, it was kind of you know Archer and Pilot. Um, so what was interesting is and and you know nobody really saw this is that with this new record, kind of a new songwriting team developed that that none of us would have thought about, and that was Ken and Kendall. Ken and Kendall wrote, you know, about 90% of the music. You know, I contributed some, but but not a whole lot. But those two guys actually um, became the new songwriting team, and it was really amazing to see how these guys worked together together um, you know, where, uh, you know, one of, you know, one of the guys, you know, Kendall, you know, Kendall would come up with a lot of these uh, basic ideas where it was like, you know, like 80% there. But he, but he didn't quite have maybe like the right, you know, chorus or, or right hook. And, and, and Ken is actually really good at writing hooks. So Ken would come in and, and be and he would like change the the chorus and make it a lot you know a lot more hookier or you know more definable but it's, it's you know what I mean it's kind of like yeah. the, the two were kind of bounce off each other with you know with with the weaknesses and the strengths and 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 the two of them working together you know just as you will find out when you hear the new record you know they 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 just kind of became this new songwriting team because that was the biggest the biggest worry was uh you know Ted's gone and you know now Ed's gone and we're like well you know you know who's going to be the songwriting team
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so it was it was really cool um, and uh amazing that 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 turned out
0: it sounds like it worked out fine. I mean, with with the new record, I mean, was everything relatively written recently, or did you have any stuff from the old days that you never really got around to doing, or maybe parts of songs that you were trying to work out that didn't happen back then that you were able to use now, or is it relatively all new stuff?
1: Pretty much all new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any of these ideas are really older. Maybe uh, a couple, couple two, three years. With exception, now, 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 with exception of one of the songs that was originally my idea. It was, it's a, um, uh, it was a song um, uh, that I had written. It, w- w- it, which is weird. It's a song that I had written about maybe eight years ago, like for my own stuff. And um, this is a song called Heart of, Hearts of Stone. And I originally wrote the song, and it was really it, – it, honestly, it was more like a Slipknot song. <laughs> okay. It, it had, I swear, like, if you heard the original idea, it, it sounded more like Slipknot. And I don't even know how Kendall got it. I, I must have sent it to him at one point, like, you know, hey, what do you think of this idea, but not for Fifth Angel – and this was a number of years ago. So, so Kendall took that idea and kind of rewrote it and he wrote, rewrote it like a fifth angel song. So it actually wound up being on this record, which I didn't even, to be honest, I didn't even like the song. I was like, why do we even want to do <laughs> work with this idea? I'm like, I don't even like it. I like, I think I deleted the, you know, the song. I dumped yeah. it. Um, so other than that idea, they're, they're all pretty new. And some of them, some of them like just within the last six months or, or a year.
0: That's gonna be great. I can't wait to hear this record, John. Listen, we only got a couple of minutes left in the show, and I want to play some more Fifth Angel music. I can't wait for the album to come out. I've been a fan since the beginning. I know I'm gonna love what you guys did, and I'll be with you until you decide to stop doing it, which I hope is a very long time from now
1: i I hope so too, Mike. Um, uh, and you know we'll 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 just see you know what what the uh what the fans think, and uh we're we're hoping. I that at least most of them like it and we're we're definitely hoping and planning on doing some touring next year. Um I and mean, we don't have any dates yet, um but we do have um some people trying to put some things together for next year and uh hopefully we can go out and play some of this stuff.
0: I hope so too. John, The Third Secret, Nuclear Blast, September. It's going to be a great one for you guys. I'm so happy. And the best of luck with the album and the band. And we'll talk again real soon, my friend.
1: All right. Thanks, Mike. Have a good night.
0: You too, John. Take care. All right. Let's jump back into some Fifth Angel. And as soon as the new record comes out, I promise you, we will play that Sunday night on the show. Here's Feel the Heat.
2: Feel the Heat. Let my heart rise Feel the heat
0: All right, I want to thank John Macker for being on tonight's show. Keep your eye out for the new Fifth Angel record on Nuclear Blast in September. As much as I'm looking forward to it coming out, I don't want to rush the summer. I want to enjoy the last few weeks of heat and swimming in the pool and hanging out and having barbecues. But it's going to be a great album. I can guarantee you that. All right, let me see. We have one week left, and July is over. Next week, Jason Ashcraft from Helium Prime is on the show. The band has a new record out. And uh, I know we got somebody else, I think the flute player from Grimda, <laughs> but uh, we'll talk to him about playing the flute in the metal band, I guess, uh, but Jason Ashcraft's new Helium Prime sounds phenomenal, love his other band, Diet Parallel, so I mean, he hasn't done that in a long time, I don't know if it's actually even active anymore, but we'll get on some music from both of them, alright, since we were talking to John and the from Washington, D.C., John's not there anymore, but the band was Washington State, excuse me, Too much uh, politics thinking of Washington, D.C. Let's uh, close out tonight's show with another great Washington Band Metal Church. Method to your madness. We should be getting new Metal Church in 2019. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. I'll see you next Sunday night. Good night, all. If you want to experience moments of joy, excitement, Yahoo! and satisfaction, ah. visit the Honda Summer Spectacular event where well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2018 Honda Accord, part of KBB.com's 2018 best overall brand. Ah. You've just entered car buying bliss. See dealer for financing details based on 2018 brand and from Kelly Blue Book. Visit
1: kbb.com for information.
0: Welcome to the Total Wireless store, where total confidence awaits. Our daughter's off to summer camp, and we're worried our network coverage won't reach her. Don't worry. You got this with Total Wireless. Our phones run on the nation's best 4G LTE network. It'll be like she never left. The nation's best network? I feel better already. Now you can focus on how you're spending your summer. Discover the Total Wireless stores and get Total Confidence. The latest phones, the best network, all at great prices. Now open in New York. Refer to the latest terms and conditions of service at TotalWireless.com.